0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with Leo Flowers. Uh, I have a dope guest with me today, the amazing and talented uh, comedian. Um, God damn it, I just... Blanked on his name, and he's sitting. E- Eric Griffin. For <laughs> some reason, I want to call him Ernie, <laughs> and I'm going to leave that in the podcast. I'm what, leaving that. You don't. You don't a, even know who I am. <laughs> bit, we just sat down. We had lunch. We've known each other for for had, what 15 years, it, maybe 15 years. Probably, and uh, maybe and more. I just looked at him, wanted to call him Ernie, and I was like, It's not Ernie? Is Eric Griffin?" At least made, till 2003. 2003. Uh, you may know him from Workaholics, uh, Comedy Central. Uh, what else have you done? You've done di- a lot of I'm dying up here. Yeah, dying up here? Oh, what's your podcast?
1: <laughs> the podcast is called Riffin with Griffin. Riffin with Griffin. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. He's everywhere. Yeah. Um, so in
0: this episode, uh, we're going to talk about coping skills. I mean, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. Eric's going to share his stories. He's going through uh, a, a lot of a lot of different things that I think that you, the listeners um everyone listening is going to get something out of this podcast everyone like no matter whether you're a mom a child a man a woman no matter what age you are we're going to cover so many different mental health uh topics uh but with the theme being uh coping skills and coping strategies uh, yeah because
1: I think that that's the main I think that's the main thing is how people cope like we don't it's like if you're involved with an alcoholic, you' have an alcoholic in your life, and they make this choice to drink, it's a disease, and oftentimes we go they're drinking it means they don't care about me because they did this drinking. That's how a lot of people feel about it. They go, "Oh man, you know, if you cared about me, you wouldn't make this choice but they they don't have a – they don't it's a disease, so but therefore you go, okay, why did they make this choice to drink? A lot of times when somebody becomes an alcoholic to me, it seems like sometimes people are a bit misdiagnosed as an alcoholic. They're really not alcoholic. It's just that when times get so hard, this is how they try to cope with the pain.
0: Right. It's like somebody who uh, either goes to porn or watching television. Eating, whatever uh, it eating. might be. Right. There, People
1: have whatever the coping mechanism is. They don't have the coping skills. They don't have the like, what do I do when times are so hard? And people, and it, and it takes some real, sometimes it takes some real therapy. You know, it takes some real, like you have to learn, <coughs> excuse me, you have to learn how to handle the tough, dark times. And you are in therapy now, right? But I am in therapy just because I, I didn't, I, I, felt like, man, I don't know, I don't, I am feeling a certain way about things, and I am like, how do I deal with this stuff? And and then I need somebody that just wants to listen to me, where I don't have to worry about what they think or what they so, feel.
0: So can yeah, can you share with the listeners like wh- the, what you are dealing with because even if you're even if it's not alcoholism even if it's not grief or loss or so uh you know like the themes are the same we we that's why I like it's not like I'm not an avatar but like I had I caught feelings watching avatar right like you don't you don't have to be an avatar to, to uh, but like the themes of love and fear and loss all those things and so can you can you enlighten the the listeners like as to what you're going through and, uh, and then how you're coping with that.
1: Well, my thing was always has always been like having like strong boundaries. I mean that's the thing. I mean people will take advantage of you if you let them. You know, and, and sometimes you feel like my therapist told me something that just blew my mind. As soon as I went in, she said that I have an exaggerated sense of responsibility. Like she opened with that as hearing me talk about these people in my life and the role I felt I had to play in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so having an exaggerated sense of responsibility is like, whoa, that's on me. You know, it's not on like, so when you feel like, what is this person going to do without me? Like, if if I don't do the things that I'm doing, this person's not going to survive. I mean, that's, that's my feelings. So I have to learn how to like, you know, I have to learn how to like let people here, especially this is a big one if you're dealing with an alcoholic, by the way, is you have to let them, deal with the consequences of their actions and my thing was always to protect Uh, you know so like you know you 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 know you, you lost your job because you were drunk and then i'm stepping in trying to help you get another job and all this no no sometimes you have to let people deal with they have to go through that so they can see oh man because i made this one choice this happened
0: so is where they, they, they can learn. They need to feel the fire a little bit. Yes. In order, you know, I because even when I personal train clients and I'll, I'll, you know, give them a couple pointers on how to do an exercise and I'll even demonstrate and I will watch them and let them do it a couple times without perfect form just to see how they compensate, just to see how they cope, just to see how they try to like, do they just give up? Or do they use different muscles to kind, con- and then that'll that'll let me know what other
1: weaknesses that they are, other areas that we need to improve on, right? And if you're somebody that doesn't want to let, if you're someone that feels like you don't want your loved ones to struggle you know like a you know you don't want people or you you love this person so much that you want them to to be able to survive without you you don't you know you think they can't survive without you you're not even letting them that's on you then like you're that's something that you're doing then you end up enabling certain behavior i mean that's as you know it's like anytime you see like it, it, and
0: you, overextending you, yourself too it's like exactly. it's put, you're putting yourself out all the time and it, it doesn't mean that you don't help someone and that doesn't mean you don't step in and um but it's got to be know, the word boundaries boundaries absolutely but but how do you you know and i think that's the thing people struggle with is like how do you know how far is too far? How much is like is lending them ten dollars good? Is lending them a thousand dollars good? Like, well, what? I think
1: again, I think you just have it's to have personal. like bound like in terms, of, even in terms of like lending people money. If you have people in your life that are they're not doing as well as you are, and they're always like, "Yo, I need them help." You know, it's okay. Like this is my little thing. I'm saying I have because people when they want to ask for money, I always say the same thing. They always go, "Hey, is it okay if I ask you for this?" Mm-hmm. And I say, "Sure, it's okay as long as it's okay that I say no." You know, and then and then there you go. You know, it's like, you know, you're, you're 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 you've set your boundary or you say some things like I'll do this for you this time. But this is it. If they can't accept that, then, you know, you learn something about them, too, though. If You, but you have to be you have to be OK with them feeling bad.
0: Right. And you have to be OK with feeling bad that they feel bad. Right. I have people in my family who are um who have asked me for money and even friends. And I have no problem if I have it. I will. My rule is, if I have the money, I will give you the money. However, I will not give you a penny more until you've paid me back everything that I've had before. Or so I won't give you anything that I can't afford to lose. I'm willing to lose the money I'm giving you. Right. But I promise you, you will never see another cent from me until I get that money
1: back. Well, this is that's exactly. Like, I'm with you on that one too. Mm-hmm. So sometimes a buddy of mine told me he does this. Somebody asks you for two hundred dollars. Say that's just, that's just a number, and you go. You go, okay, here's the thing. I'll give you this two hundred dollars, but then you can never ask me for money again mm. Mm. or I'll lend you this, and you have to pay me back Wow, yeah, so which one you wanna which which track you wanna be on, and you have to be
0: self aware enough to know what your limits are and what you're comfortable with. So that it isn't
1: so that you don't end up
0: resentful. That's the thing you don't want but to come But you keep but that's the
1: this is right. why you have to have, have, to
0: have boundaries. You have to
1: have the boundaries. So there is no that resentment is always, oh my God, that's such a big thing. Because like I had a buddy of mine who like was struggling. I, I have a couple friends like this. My one buddy, Nick, I'll talk about my buddy Nick. I'm gonna name him because he's the kind of guy that like if he says I need five hundred dollars, he'll give me the five hundred dollars back. Like, it's like a month later, the money's in my account. I don't got to worry about him. So anytime he asked me for money, I'm like, what you need? Cool. That's like how the banks work.
0: Absolutely. You building
1: up credit with me. Absolutely. I have another buddy of mine. I'm not going to mention him. He continuously, it was like, oh, man, I'm late with rent. This is my, can you help me? All right, this is my dude. You know, it, it, would, it would come back sometimes slow, you know, but then he would make some decisions where I would be like, yo, like, uh, you know you do I don't think you should do that, like I need money for this, like and I go, I don't know if that's a good idea, the choice you're making, and you're gonna put yourself in a hole if I see that, you know if I see you if it,
0: like it's a huge risk in your g- or your, your, yeah you're we, yeah, absolutely. But but Checking but, but the thing gamble. is, like
1: you built. But see, here's the thing, though. Who am I to judge what they want to do with the money? That's not my problem. Mm-hmm. But if it, if it's becoming a pattern, if it's becoming a thing where it's always happening, and then you can foresee, like you're seeing, like, hey, I don't know if you're gonna be able to give me this back because I th- I think you're making a mistake with this, 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 and this. And sure enough, that happened. So like again, I said to the guy, I was like, you know, you're 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 messing up the credit that you've built with me. Mm-hmm. So eventually, like it's that's it. You know. And this dude still owe me like thousands of dollars, you know. But at that point, you go, "All right, this that's on me," you know. If I'm the bank, and you make you, I made a bad investment, right. <laughs> you know. That is that is what
0: it is. Yeah, if I had known you were lending out thousands of dollars, I would have hit you up a, <laughs> long, <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> we just it, it just it, it
1: just is what it is. You know, it's like. You know, again, you have to be okay. See what you said earlier is so important. I think it, and I think it goes with all relationships. You have to be okay with how the other person feels, and this goes with all inner interpersonal relationships. Even when it comes to dating or like courting, when you're trying to get to know someone, and then like, because this, this, I, I this, I'm, I give this advice to women. Like, if you're not interested in a dude, just tell him. What they like to do is ghost and, like, they don't want to say because they oh, don't want to hurt his feelings. No, no, no. You do want to hurt his feelings. You just don't want to deal with his feelings. Right. And once you're okay with dealing with somebody's feelings, then you're going to be fine with the choice that you make. You know? And you have to be able to be like, no. And and, and and be strong enough in that relationship. Like, if we're good friends and you come to me, yo, can I borrow $500? And I go, No. We should still be able yeah, to be friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> if absolutely. we can't be friends after that, well, tch, bye. I, 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 here's another example. Uh, it, I had a, a so-so friend. He, he car, car got towed. He, I, I really, $240, can you help me? All right. This dude, months and months, Where my money at? Where's my money, man? Then he came to a show, sitting in the front row, at the haha, I'll never forget this. He comes to the front row, he's sitting at the haha, sipping martinis with a girl. And I, I looked at him. And picking up the bill. And, I, dude, I looked at him and I was like, I said to the crowd, this dude owes me money. <laughs> I was like, this dude right here owes me 200 something dollars and he's sipping martinis with this chick. You know what my thing was? I thought to myself, oh, I never talked to him again.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So
1: I literally never talked to him again. Right. And I realized, oh, I had to pay two hundred and forty dollars to find to out find that out. this dude is not my friend. Wow, you know, and I go, okay, that was cheap. You know, sometimes it's, it could be ten thousand know, dollars. You know, some relative that got like an issue, and you're like, you know, I had this happened with my cousin. Mm-hmm. My cousin, you know, her she had a car thing. She didn't have insurance. You know, car got smashed, and she needed like nine thousand dollars. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh god, you know. So that that you had to have that thing in I love my cousin. I love her to death. You know you what think I mean? It's
0: family, like family. You know, I love. You, her you watch death. Fast and Furious. Family is
1: everything. Really, I was all Vin Diesel about it. You know, but I still had to have that moment of like, am I? Can I lose this money? So, you know, gave her the money, and then it was like, you know, she was gonna have me on a payment plan. She gonna pay me back. You know, so she's paying me You know. Occasionally, five dollars. No, it wasn't like that. But (laughs) but it was. I said to her though. I said, if you borrowed this money from Bank of America, do you think you can pay them back the way you're paying me back? Mm. You know. And she was like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. You know, you take it. But that's what you do with family. You take advantage of family as much as you can. But it just got to a point where I know that she. And then it was like she was getting sued. And so I said, I made the choice. Don't worry about it. That's you know what I mean. Because at that point, you know that's when you that's you know you have family. But then it's like, but that's it. Absolutely. (laughs) Like,
0: you ain't getting no Christmas, no (laughs) birthday. I ain't ain't, ain't no little Facebook happy nothing. Yeah, don't hit me up later, you know. So, where do you think that came from
1: for you? Like, we, I think it's that, all, it all
0: stems from your parents. And yeah. now, wait, wait what, was she, what did what what
1: did your therapist say? It Was a ex- exaggerated a, sense of responsibility? Yeah. Now, now that came that, from that's powerful. It, that came from like where my mom was having issues with her family for so long, and I was 15 years old trying to like be the mediator, and I was always having to take care of my mom's feelings because she was so sad about what was happening with her family, and she was angry and resentful, and I was there trying to be like, hey guys, can we all just get along, and can not we this and that? So I was always in this. Role of like having to t- take care of my mother emotionally. I know this now from being in therapy because when you get into therapy, you start realizing why do you feel that way? Where does that come from? Then I start recognizing relationships in my life that have the same that it it, it the, the same qualities where I'm like, oh, I'm doing the same thing. I'm I'm making myself responsible for this person, mm-hmm. and I don't have to do that. I shouldn't do that because I I have to take care of myself because it does lead to resentment
0: this is this is so powerful right here because uh a lot of people take their lives or complete suicide over relationships right and it's be and they because they there are no boundaries within the relationship and they they ex, you know they expect you know different reasons but especially when they break up and they lose a sense of self and they're, they're over invested over committed overextended in the relationship. So it really is important to learn like what your part in the relationship is so that you're not you don't we don't keep replaying the same patterns because me and Eric, me and I, we we grew up similar. where like, you know, it was my mom. My dad wasn't around. Yeah, me too. And so there's a book called Silently Seduced. Have you read that? No, I haven't. It's a very thin book. But basically, so they have an audio book. I love uh, they're, they're audio books. They probably have it in audio. I know because you travel so much. Yeah. But basically, you know, the concept is that uh, uh, boys who grow up with just their mom uh, become their boyfriend, son, brother, oh, husband. Like wow. you become a therapist. You become everything. It's you the know, same thing. Like I was always a kid who was like, "Hey guys, let's let's sit let's sit down and let's figure this out." Yeah. And then you get older, and that becomes your pattern. You you look for women to fix. You look for situations to fix, and you kind of feel helpless when there's, and and these there's things are nothing for you to fix. I find that no these, one.
1: I find that these things are drawn to me too. I'm drawing them in. You know, right. I, next thing you know, I'm sitting down and talking with somebody at a bar or something, even like, and, and then all of a sudden they're like, everything. "Yeah, oh, yeah, well I'm bipolar and I'm this and that." And I'm like, and I'm listening. And I'm like, "Oh wow, this is happening again." But here's something. Here's something for this. People like this. We oftentimes don't open up, don't make ourselves vulnerable. vulnerable. We don't let people in. We're taking everything in, but we're not. But because but it's an easy position <laughs> to be in. Like yeah. I end up with selfish women because they're easy to deal with. Selfish women are easy. So you just go, Tell me, what's up with you? Yeah. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And then, and then I never have to worry about me. I mm. never have to deal with it, but I need to deal with me. I need some comfort and support, but you have to ask for it. Mm. And that's the thing we don't do. We don't. We don't. We we don't get to download because we're always uploading information. So once you allow yourself to download your thoughts and feelings to someone that you know cares about you, then now you're being vulnerable. You're and then the, and then those people start to be like, oh wow, I didn't realize that you had issues. You know, and I didn't. This was happened to me a lot. Like even even friends. Like a buddy. Like, I remember one time it was like I had a flat tire on Sunset. You know.
0: My, an embarrassing place to have a flat tire. Yeah,
1: I had this flat tire on Sunset. And then, like, my buddy, my buddy Nick, he, he comes. I Because he was in the air. I said, man, can you help me? He comes. And he's about to come. And and then he's saying something about, like, he's got other, oh, man. but And so I kind of get, like, I go, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll handle it. I'll just take care of myself. Don't worry about it. And I was mad about that later. Because I was like, yo, man, I was stuck on Sunset. I needed you, you know? But I, he said. Oh, I didn't know that. He was like, You're the one of the strongest people I've ever met. I, I didn't, I thought when you say you can handle it, I thought you got it. And it, it took me back because I said, I did say I can handle it. I should have just said, Yo, man, I really need, I'm out here on sunset. I need some help. Can you come be here with me? But why do I have to feel like I have to be the strongest person in the room at all times? I often say to people in my life that, I I I'm like have this exaggerated sense of responsibility. I'm like, yo, I don't have the luxury to just fluff off the day, fluff off life. I got oh, how the bills gonna get paid? Who who's gonna make sure you know? Because you're thinking about your parents. You think about everybody. I'm thinking about everybody.
0: I got yeah old girls th- doing this, and that, yeah, right now you're in Vegas helping uh a- I'm
1: helping my friend right now, I'm helping somebody right now, that's the reason why I was I'm even here. It's like I'm still doing that thing, but like I had a big shake up in my life recently. I broke up with my girlfriend and and someone that's really close to me, a brother to me, that's the person I'm out here helping like you know uh, i i we had to like have some distance, you know, and now and 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 I'm sitting here, and I'm going, I don't know how to not worry about people. Like these certain relationships, I don't know how to just be in them without constantly being in in this like fix it mode.
0: I am um, in awe and uh, reverence of people who clearly do not think about other people <laughs> as they Bro, as I know they exactly. Go through life, and I'm like, how do you just People shut that, that have off. boundaries. But, they have clear boundaries. But you
1: know what? You know the the, the the boundaries that you learn, some boundaries, like in therapy. You know, let me tell you a big boundary in therapy. Mm. It only lasts an hour. I don't care what you're talking about. I don't care how sensitive it is. My therapist goes, and we're done. We're done. Right. <laughs> and let's schedule something else. Yeah. That is an important lesson. Yes. Because then you know. I know going in, I can only talk this amount of time. Yes. So when this amount of time is done, whatever else I know, I have to like okay. Well, I'll compartmentalize and move on to the next. You know, that's the, the right there. I have friends of mine. I have a, a friend of mine, Isabel. She's like this. It's like okay, we're done. You know, like in, on the phone, she'll be like, she'll oh, yeah. say, we're yeah, she's done. like, I think we're done. I think I think we've exhausted this. You know, and I'm like, cool, I get that. Or it's like. She'll be like, I, I, really can't go into some things right now. Can, can you call me back later or like? And I'm like, I can respect that somebody taking care of their time. Absolutely. Like, but, but we look at it as, oh, this person's so selfish They're just so this. Right. Or, you, know. or you take it as a rejection. Yes. Like, or oh, they don't care about you. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's
0: not what's happening. It's, it's that not what's happening. They care. I realize, like. People care so much about you that they they want to give you the time and they're recognizing they don't have the time that they realize that you might that you need. I know you're going to need a lot of (laughs) energy right now and I don't have it. So (laughs) Eric was meeting me. uh, We're at the we're at the uh, uh, Rio Hotel right now because I'm doing shows at the cellar. And Eric was meeting me downstairs uh, at the elevators. We went to grab lunch earlier. And there was some girls, sit, two girls sitting in the corner, cute girls, and they were, like, in their, in their 20s, and I heard them ordering Giordano's. And I, I was like, y'all yeah, gonna eat pizza right here by the elevators? You know, because they were just, they were sitting, like, on the floor. And they were like, yeah, because, and I go, let me cut you off right there, because my elevator's coming. I could tell that's a long story. And I want to hear it, but I don't have the attention. <laughs> but I could just tell the way she's about to go into the story. And I could see, like, the way that, I was like, if you
1: sitting on the floor at the elevators in a hotel, you got well, to story. That's why you don't ask. You don't yeah. say, sometimes you don't <laughs> say to people, like, how you doing? Because right. if you don't really want to know, Absolutely. don't ask that question.
0: Absolutely. And you know what I've gotten, I, I'm getting better at is because I, I know friends who now, when they call, they're just calling the vent. And so now I say, when they call, I go, I have five minutes to talk
1: what's going on. See, and that gives me an, an out. And then if I want to extend it, I can't. Well, this is interesting you say that. It's like so something that was happening to me. There was a time in my life where one of my best friends was going through a really hard divorce. Mm-hmm. Another guy, he had moved to L.A. to become an actor. It wasn't working out. Another dude, this, this kid who I was sort of mentoring, but he just was a mess. To the point where every time the phone rang and I saw his name, I would be like, oh, "What is it now?" Oh, right, You're, yeah, like you, you yes, cringe yes. like your so like, stomach oh, your is show. Yeah, so all this was going on at the same time, and I realized I was like, "Oh, I'm taking on everybody's energy." Like if there was like if I was a mutant in the X Men, you know, you would see like like dark light coming into me from the phone from everybody. Like I'm taking in everybody's pain, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, I can't do this all the time" because it was an everyday thing. My friend calling me like. This is what's going on with my divorce and this and that. And I just coming in with, like, you know, a, a different, like, you know, coming in with a reasonable response, you know? Even my mom, and I realized I got, I got that from my mom. My mom used to call me all the time to be like, you know, like, I, she was gonna sue her job because she felt like they were discriminating against her when she was working before she retired. And she would come to me, like, what do you think of this? You know, and I, or she would write a letter, and it was like rude stuff in the letter. Mm-hmm. And I say, Ma, you can't call this woman a fat Mexican. Mm. You know, that's how, because she would get. My mom's from the old generation, oh, and they're right. so racist.
0: Oh man, they're just so everything. They're, they're, so, they're so they're way. They're just
1: so like yeah. you know. My mom would be like, "Those damn towel heads," <laughs> yeah. you know. Just, I said, "Ma, you you can't say that." Right. But they don't. That just come from a generation where this was how you talked about mm-hmm. things. But anyway, my point is, I'm here having to proofread her letter to be like, I don't know if you should say this about this. Mm-hmm. And so that's where that relationship started, where I was like, you know. So then, cut to now, I have friends that like. You know, hey, I'm going through this, and you know, so I get, I understand that I have that skill set of like listening and being like an impartial judge and being able to be like, well, maybe you should look at the other side. And here's another thing too. I learned from this too, though, is not everybody wants that.
0: Not everybody wants to be fixed. They just want to dump and get out. They just want to just. I'm
1: I'm, I'm learning from that, especially in relationships. Oh my God! You know what? I I mean, let me tell you something. One thing I say about my girlfriend: we had just one moment. That was like so, like really a, such a teaching moment for me. So she says, I'm going to get a haircut. Those are the words she used. I'm going to get a haircut. Okay. But for a guy, that's what we do. We don't get our hair done. We go get a haircut. But for us, that's getting our hair done. So when she says, I'm going to get a haircut, I hear you're going to get your hair done. She sends me a picture from the car, I got my haircut. And she, her hair's wet. But it's cut. So I say, my first question is like, because I'm thinking, I thought you were going to get your hair done. Like, it don't look like you got your hair done. This is in my mind I'm saying, so I ask, is your hair wet? So she gets, okay, so she hits me back. She goes, I think we're going to have to break up because I want a boyfriend that when I send a picture, he says to me, you look beautiful. You know, I don't care what. She goes, I'm not talking to my cousin. I'm not talking to my friend. I'm talking to my boyfriend. And I was like, Cool. Thank you. That sort of direct, like, this is, and I thought to myself, well, yeah, of course. Like, as men, we look at women and go, well, women are crazy because they don't, they're not clear about, no, no, this is very clear. She's
0: very this clear. This is very clear. This but is. We think she's crazy and we want to stay in it and fix her be like, this
1: is. No, no, so sometimes I go, you just go, oh, 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 this is one of these moments where I just have to be, like, oh, baby, you look, damn, what's up? Your hair look beautiful and it's okay. Like, it's okay. It's actually not crazy. It's the reason why you're. She's in a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. It's like I need. Life is already going to kick me in the ass.
0: She doesn't need to come. I don't from. need. I
1: don't need it from you. Wow. You know. And I was like, oh, yes, I see it. And now I see it even with my friends and stuff. Where I go, oh, is this? This is a. Is this a moment where I'm supposed to be? So now I sometimes I ask. I go, do you. Do you want the truth? Mm. Or do you want? Me to like you just listen. You want me to listen? Cause I right. listen. I'll, you want me to be on right. your side? What? No, yeah. <laughs> they ain't shit. Tell right. me what. You know, if that's what you need, I'm right. there for you for that. Right. Now I realize, cause even with my ex, she was said she said to me one time, you know, you treat me like a kid, and in my mind, I'm like, well, you act like a kid,
0: right? You sit on the floor but right at the now eating macaroni.
1: But at the same time, I go sometimes, I I get into this mode where I'm in this like fatherly fix it mode mm-hmm. with everyone.
0: Mm-hmm everybody with everyone the same. with everyone oh.
1: so then so now i'm thinking to myself okay so i had a moment with her was like do do i i i saying to myself do i want to be a supportive boyfriend or do i want to be like a father whatever like that is disapproving of your choice the supportive boyfriend is going to be like what you need you want to go do this it costs this amount of money even in my mind i'm like this is a waste of money I know this isn't going to uh, come, come of anything, but you need to do this because there's value in failing, you know. And I'm like, do I need to be this person? You know? So I go, oh, all right. I, 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 I made a choice with her for a, a certain thing. And I'm like – and I, I realized in that moment and from her telling me that thing about the haircut thing, I was like, oh, I, I really – I don't know how to just like be, you know. It's like, it's like someone who's a, like – I'm very triggered by alco- alcoholism now because if this person is so close to me just with drinking it just I feel like I have PTSD. Yeah. So I'm very I'm so attuned to like when somebody's drunk, I'm I'm all, I get I get like oh no, what, what, this is going to be a thing, you yeah. know? But see, I want to so sometimes I got to be in a mode of just like, you know, oh you you, you had a drink. And you know, you're like, oh, man, I had, I was wasted last night. And I have to be like, oh, man, what? You right, know? right. Not, not, not everyone is like, I don't have to be with everyone. You know that's bad for you. Yeah. It's bad for your <laughs> liver. Drinking is a horrible choice. And you should, you know, I don't have to be in that mode with everyone, you know?
0: I know my, my clients, you know, on especially Monday morning, the first thing they'll say is, uh, oh, I ate so bad this week. Like one of my clients was like, I ate so bad I had a whole bunch of M&Ms. And I was like, the red ones or the green ones? You know, like like I'm excited, you know, and they're like, uh, you know, the the green ones. Because you find like,
1: yourself being this mode where you're always like, you do you want to have that uh, hamburger? Absolutely,
0: right now? and it's like you need
1: French fries with that, you know. I, and I who, nobody wants to be nobody, around that guy.
0: Nobody wants to be around. <laughs> nobody that wants to be around that guy. No. So I go, man, I love the peanut M Ms, and they go, oh yeah, I had a bunch of chocolate chip M Ms, and now they don't feel guilt and shame about it because really what they wanted to do was yeah. to share with me. Yeah. What they've done without feeling guilty or shame, and then and you then can come
1: in later with a little bit like, absolutely. well, maybe you should just have some moderation. Absolutely. Did you have a whole bag? Because maybe like a handful is enough. That you know you learn. Have, well, you're you learn how to. Commu- you're learning communication skills. i you know? I've,
0: so what I learned in the relationship thing is, uh, you have to feel and then fix. You can't be trying to fix and then feel. Uh right. Because that's what yeah. I, as men, that's what we try to do. Is we try to fix it, oh, you got a problem her, her is here's how you fix it. But p- most people, and especially your girlfriend, doesn't want to be fixed. They don't want to be She wants to be felt. She, if she's angry, you better be angry. If she's yeah, frustrated, yeah. you're frustrated. You, she wants you to feel her. But then, 24 hours later, you can come back and be like, you know what? I thought about what you said yesterday. Yeah. And here's how I think we... Can and that's what I do with my clients. I go, hey, remember last time you had some M and M's and blah blah blah. Like I, I I log that so I can tie <laughs> it back to them later. Or you know the week, or I'll say like the weekends coming up. This is usually where we snack. Even I snack. Like I'll put my part myself as a part of it, so they don't feel like I'm
1: just going after them. Well, here, and what, then be like, here's what here are some things that I do. But here's another one with what you're saying. It's like it's not just in relationships. It's just with anyone. For instance, when someone says. They just had a tragedy in their life. If somebody says, yeah, my, you know, this is the day my dad died in an accident. You, you know what people don't like hearing a lot? Oh, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Some people just want to hear, damn, that sucks.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: That's so, what? That's terrible. Yeah. You know, you must, Yeah, oh, life sucks, man. And then they go, oh, f- yes, thank you. Like, they, that, that's what they want to do. Sometimes people just want to be like, oh, yeah, I know.
0: They They really, know. yeah,
1: right? You know, and I was, you, I'm, I'm fully you know aware it is like, of that now I'm aware of it like when somebody says like oh I just had this thing happen I start, to, I start to, to catch myself before saying, I'm sorry, as if you're responsible for it. No. Some people just want you to, like, co-sign. People want to co-sign. emotions. Can they you want validation. It? Yes. Validation. Can you validate I'm supposed to be mad right now? Even if they're wrong. Even if they're being jealous. Even if, like, you have somebody like, I'm so, like, like if you have a girl, if you have a female friend, and she's talking about her man, and she knows she's being unreasonable. Mm-hmm. Listen. I'm realizing now women know they being unreasonable. They know they being insane and crazy. They know it. I realize now they know it. It infuriates me. So when you have a female friend and she got, and she'll even say the female friend will go, look, I know I'm being crazy. I know I should get over this, but I don't want to. They want a coastline. They want you to go. I know. I, I get it. I get it. He's. I get you mad. Right. <laughs> You mad at it. I'd be mad too. I'd be mad too. And sometimes people just need to hear that. Because then later they'll be like, okay, I, I I probably need to go apologize for this. This happened with my girlfriend. Oh, this was great. She was in New York, and her cousin came to visit, and you know, and she didn't want to be around her. She didn't want to hang out with her. Mm-hmm. So she 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 blew her off, you know, left her someplace and took off. So we're talking about her later, and she was all like, you know, she, you know, trying to be like, she's annoying, and whatever she was trying to say. And I was like, yeah, but she came to hang out with you and, you know, you, you blew her off. You should probably apologize to her. And I saw the look on her face. She was like, Ugh. you know, because she was like, she knew it. She, she was knew, like, she I have it. to go. I have to apologize. I, and she said, I heard her on the phone. Look, I'm so sorry. I was being a brat, you know, and I looked at her and I was like, oh yeah, oh, you know, so when you're doing it to me. <laughs> you know
0: exactly you know, what but, you're doing. But again. But sometimes it just feels good to just. I get that. Like like even with like, you know, road rage and things like that where you go, I know I should. I know it's ridiculous that I'm like laying on his horn and yelling at this person. But it feels good.
1: I had. To, so, okay. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, man. What we both have to. What I've learned. I think you've learned this, too. As we're talking about this, too. is like I, I, I say this all the time. I even say it on stage. You know. Don't be one of these people that's like, "I'm being honest. listen, being honest doesn't excuse you from being an asshole right and it doesn't excuse you of consequences yes, right. absolutely you know it's absolutely. like it's not it's not inherently like in a moral high ground being mm-hmm. honest it's not don't think it is you you don't want to tell your mom on her deathbed that her husband cheated on her you know what i mean there's 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 such a thing as like you know, this honesty is going to hurt people. Social intelligence. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. R- social cues and other <laughs> yeah. kind of, you know. So like I said, even like I'm saying, even with my girlfriend, she knew, she took a moment and she really had this realization. She was just like, ah, I was being a brat and I shouldn't have done that and I'm going to apologize. And that's like, that's great. That it, but in the moment of it, she needed me to be like, I know, I, I hate annoying relatives. You know, yes,
0: the the cosign is so huge.
1: Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you have to know when it's time to cosign. But the problem in a relationship is you cosigning against you. <laughs> right. Because it's not it's not because it's not what you believe. <laughs> no, you, co- yeah, no, you cosign because she's talking about it. she's mad at you. Oh, oh. So she needs you to cosign <laughs> against you. She needs you to be like, I know I'm stupid. I'm, I'm such an asshole. I sh-, you know, and that's like you have to find the strength to be like, maybe this is time for me to just be like, all right.
0: Right, you know, and it, it, to me it's like it's like martial arts. You know, some martial arts like tai chi or like I just took a tai chi class and the 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 philosophy of tai, of tai chi is I take your energy plus my energy and then I turn it back onto you. Well, learn and, it, and learn you, it, you, learning learning learning
1: how to fight speaking of fighting, this yeah. is this is look, fighting when you learn to fight is so you don't ever have to fight. Absolutely. That's the irony of it.
0: Yeah. And so if you can if you can learn verbally how to take what somebody is throwing at you uh and deflect it instead of what we try to do is oppose it like I'm not we get defensive I'm not like that yeah, I never did that I, I never know. said that and it's like if you just go with it then it you can diffuse a situation so oh, much my quicker God.
1: right I have a female friend of mine she's uh and like we're she has a t- bad memory mm-hmm Terrible memory. Something like happened to her. dementia
0: or like frontal lobe damage or what? In an accident. Okay. She got bad memory. Gotcha.
1: All right. So I went to go do something. And then well, she was there. I'm doing it. I said so like maybe 10, 20 minutes passed by. And she says, hey, are you going to do? And I said, are you serious? I said, I, I, I did it. You were right here. Now, here's what she did. Well, oh, what am I supposed to keep track of all your, you know, boom? You know, she got mad at me. Like, I, I, you know, I'm not. See, this is the choice. If I analyze this choice. To me, it's just acknowledge you have a bad memory. This is a moment to go. Oh, I forgot because I got a bad memory. Absolutely. Instead, you make the choice that you you feel like that's a weakness, so you want to be a bitch instead. Yeah. Like you want to be like you know what I mean. Like you want to be like, and you think that's a better choice. Like that makes you look strong. You know, it makes you look like in the right where all you're doing is causing causing chaos, causing chaos. And, and for and me too, though, absolutely. I should have just been like, oh, she just got a bad memory. Just let, just let it let this right. go,
0: absolutely, you know. But sometimes, you know, what happens is like, you know, if, if you're love in a being place, right. that's all it is. We love being right, <laughs> and if you're in a place and she's in a place, like if you had a bad day, she had, and then you just like, you know what, I know, I know what, so because sometimes I get in an argument and I'll be like, I know exactly what to say to defuse this whole thing, but you don't want to, I don't, want to.
1: I, don't I don't, they should know, they should know, <laughs> absolutely. I'm big on that too. Yeah. <laughs> you should know, you, you know. should know, own it. I say this to people: you own it. You know you you know what you're doing. Yeah. You own it. You know, and the people just don't like that. They just don't want to like you know. But it's it, it's just I don't know. We, but anyway, to, to take a full circle to be back to like the you know all of these like coping skills and these are what we're talking about again is coping skills even within a relationship. Absolutely within communication we cope. So the people that don't have proper coping skills, they make choices that have detrimental consequences that sometimes they can't come back from which one of them is suicide.
0: Absolutely. You know, so we ahead. just We both just lost uh, a, a good comedy brethren. Um, I don't want to say, isn't that, I, I don't even know if I should say it, because I don't want people to Google them, and then it becomes this. But we, we lost somebody uh, recently, and I mean, I might as well, because I, I mentioned uh, Robin Williams, uh, Brody Stevens. Yeah, good old Brody. And um, I wasn't close to Brody. I, I've seen Brody perform. And what I, we find out is a lot of people weren't. Uh, a lot of people weren't. Yeah. And one of the things, and, and, there, and one of the things, I was like, oh, this is why, like, I have to have Eric go. Is uh, you know, because you talked about a couple things. One is he was switching meds uh, before he completed suicide. And and there's something
1: I don't know for sure. Uh,
0: uh, no, don't I know you don't know for sure, sure, but I know that but. he
1: was dealing with. And, and I and I have all my own personal stories of yeah. someone in my life. Yeah. Going off and on the medication, uh-huh. and then combined with, like, making a choice of drinking, that kind of stuff causes mania. Okay. And it causes, like, so you you know, you, you do certain things that, you know, because the problem with- Tell be, us that story. So here's the thing. People take medication, and it's a tough choice, mm-hmm. and you don't feel normal. Like, you want to feel normal, whatever the hell normal means, but if you're someone that takes medication, I now understand that because you have to take medication, you don't feel normal even though you're taking the medication to feel normal. But the fact that you have to take medication is proof to you at all times that you're not normal. In your mind, I'm saying. Mm -hmm. you know. So then what happens is once you start feeling good, they go, well, maybe I don't need this medication. Right. Or the medications have certain effects. With my friend, the medication would be like terrible anxiety. So maybe the dosage was wrong. Or weight gain.
0: Not to cut you off, but to speak to that point really quickly, a lot of people who go get therapy... They go to one or two or three sessions, and then they stop going because they start to feel good again, and it's because or you actually, feel good. Or actually, mean you're the opposite, better. or they feel worse. But usually, feel they stop going because they feel better, yeah, 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 and then yeah. they think they're they're fine, and they don't need to go, when really that's when the work is, we haven't even really started it's working. It's the hard work, yeah. Yeah, so I'm sorry, so keep going with what you're saying. Well,
1: I'm just saying is that, like, so what, what happens is, like, these medications, they have so many different side effects that cause, like, you know, you, if, if you're going, if you're depressed, and you go take a medication that gives you horrible acne, you're now depressed because... You, you think you look bad because of this acne mm-hmm. or you put on it's weight. It's compounding it. It's compounding, right. you have yeah. weight so now you're depressed about the weight but you're taking a medication that's supposed to help you with depression and you're feeling depressed because you're fat. You know, whatever your thing is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So what happens is people, in, in, that, in, that, in that time that people say, stop taking meds, when they stop, and then they make different choices or or their or their bodies because you're some of these meds you're not supposed to stop them mm-hmm. you're supposed to wean off some things and people make that choice and then in that process when they're trying to find a coping thing they make a really detrimental choice
0: absolutely and and, and uh, there's there's a number of people who have, have that we've lost because they they stopped their meds cold turkey cold turkey and within a week or two um, you know co- completed suicide, and 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 didn't have the and maybe thought that they had the coping skills in place. Maybe they thought that they had things in place to to handle it. But you have no idea how your brain is going to react. to Well, a friend adding. of mine
1: figured out that he has a borderline personality disorder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look on these YouTube videos and you find it says, well, here's 10 things that will let you know that you have this. And it was like nine out of 10. But it was a great feeling, I thought, for him to be like, oh, this is what it is.
0: To, to be able to name it. Yeah, to be able to there's name a, there, it. It's empowering. Yeah, it is. And that's
1: and that's why people have to – that's why you should go to therapy. That's why you should not yeah, Here's help. the thing too about it. By, by, go, go ahead. That, that, why you're saying that mm-hmm. right now. So I looked up – there's other videos, videos that will be like how to deal with a loved one who has this. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones I suggest anybody that's listening to this right now. If you have a friend that's an alcoholic or has like some bipolar or borderline personality disorder or any of these types of things – Look up how does to deal with, if you're a loved one of someone with that. Absolutely. Because you'll be surprised that some of your own behaviors are not helping the situation.
0: Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Doubling. And this is down. one of
1: them. So, like, when my friend, I would say to him all the time, I think you should get therapy, you know? And he would just be like, I don't need you know, You know, just, just adamantly opposed to getting the therapy. But he himself sent me a video about this, and one of the things it said is, to continue to encourage them to get therapy. Mm-hmm. And what I think it helped us both because it helped him see like oh it's not wrong that this guy keeps telling me to get therapy. Mm. You know, and so it's like those kind of things are very helpful, you know. But it's like one of these things that like again, the main thing about this if we can get any message across from this talk we're having right now is you what you're trying to look for out there is a way to cope with your feelings. And your feelings are overwhelming, and the choices that you make when you are overwhelmed sometimes you can't come back from and 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 you need to and i think and uh
0: what I found what I realized is super important is when i'm when I'm back to level right when I'm back to to, to close to zero around zero that's the time to plan for when my levels get out of whack again because
1: or just it's, being able to recognize.
0: Yeah, but but you have to but you it's almost like a, it's like um like yeah, fire drills. Like you you oh. rehearse, you rehearse the Word. fire drills so that when yeah. the fire happens, you don't have to think. I don't have to tell you to stop, drop and roll. I remember right. I was I We was should so have strategic. that we should we should have there's like suicide, a suicide there should like suicide drills. I, I've talked about that before. Yeah. Mental health drills or um,
1: you know And they have drills. some of them They have those things Where it's like Count five blue things In a Absolutely. room Absolutely uh, to, uh, to go, go start straightening up uh, Yeah They yeah. have these things That people don't realize They sound so mundane Or they sound so ridiculous But there is something There's some value there's To these a, things You should have a Like uh, for, for myself When Because my, my
0: anxiety Can sometimes get the better of me I'll go through It's called germs It's an acronym uh, J E R M S and it's journal, exercise, read, meditate, self affirmations. So when I feel my anxiety increasing or my depression becoming overwhelming um, or the ideations kicking in, then I'll ask them, I'll go through the checklist, i go, did I journal, did I read, did I exercise, did I meditate? Mm-hmm. And if, I miss a, if I'm missing any of those, I will fill those in. And then if I go through all of those, then I'll check back in with myself to see how I feel. Mm. Nine times out of 10, I'm better. I'm I'm at like ninety five percent, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, where well, before I was at like forty or fifty percent.
1: For me, it's for me it was stand up comedy, but what do you mean? It was just I just go I had I have to go perform. Oh, just go perform just being Absolutely. on stage just something. But then what I realized too is that that was affecting. How I was performing, what I was performing, what I was saying, uh, not having fun, not like, you know, having these like weird emotions and like, you know, you know, and then I was finding myself like fighting with people in the audience just as a way of like, you know, because you're still looking for external validation versus
0: generating
1: it from within. Yeah. Why do I feel this way? Mm -hmm. That's the main thing. It's like, why do I feel this way? And what am I actually feeling?
0: So, so what? So let me ask you this then. What are some of your. Because for me, I I realize because I have been I go to I've been to therapy. I'm not in therapy now, and I need to find a therapist. Um, My common feelings are feelings of inadequacy, um, uh, hurt, bothered, and uncomfortable. Like those are my, or even powerlessness. Like that comes into play. And so, like, I have a way of recognizing those different emotions and uh, how to, but it's weird navigate that you it's weird that, it. that you so chose a business
1: that just it, it it accentuates those things. It's the whole reason why you you know it, it you know you don't you don't you have no power over over this business. Uh, there's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of you know. So it's like this this isn't for everyone. You know.
0: Yeah, but you know what, what I've realized too is. Um, every job has that um has some emotional triggers that whether it's come whether it's your boss or you just don't. There's no uh, way. You know the the the. Maybe you have a, a hour, two hour commute to work, and then whatever from work you're working two jobs. Whatever it is, every job has the thing that um, you're gonna have to cope with emotionally. Well, my well, my right? ex girlfriend
1: said, said to me one time. This is what I'm saying about how we put ourselves in these weird situations. Because she said to me one time, you know, she don't like I. I you know, you're, you I don't like your sense of humor sometimes. You're teasing me or whatever. And she said, you know oh this is like my brother her brothers she said my brothers you know they used to tease me all the time and i said why'd you get with a stand-up comedian then (laughs)
0: because she wants to replay her childhood she's comfortable with that
1: i mean that's why i was like it was like that's not that's not on me (laughs) like this is who i am you know so but then you, uh, you know you have to learn how to compromise you learn like but i'm just saying we put ourselves in these situations that's like you know so i don't know like sometimes i'm trying to i'm learning right now like if what my coping mechanisms are i'm learning like i'm trying to like reach out more i'm trying to be like uh, i'm gonna say stuff i'm gonna like talk to my 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 friends and say how you doing i'm gonna say well do you really want to know because this is what's going on like i'm trying to be like i'm trying to open up now and find like find here's another thing problem that i had that i found out in therapy is like i have too many relationships that are not equal hold on
0: can we backtrack for a second? because you're ju- you're just now starting to open up to your friends. Yeah, yeah, yes? yeah. What does that feel like?
1: Um, it feels great actually.
0: Well, it, it, how do, how do you get into like how do you even no, start? No, because, off because then, it's like I how,
1: might call I might now uh, you know genuinely call a friend and be like here's what's going on with me, especially someone that was always coming to me with their issues. I'm like, "Well, hey, can I have some time? You know? Here's what I want to talk about now." You know?
0: And what how do you how do you feel the responses to that? Well, or, you
1: know what the thing is is like you you learn who is ready for it and who's not. You learn who you can go talk to and who you can't. You know, it's not every because what what I find is I want to feel understood. It's important to me when people understand me. And how are they going to understand you unless you open up? Hmm. So if I open up to someone and they go, oh, you probably feel this way. That is like oh, it's like a it takes my breath away because I'm like you get me. I just want someone to get me, mm-hmm. which is, going back to the other thing I was saying, we want to be co-signed.
0: We all want to be co-signed.
1: Yeah. So even when you're feeling – so you can't get a co-signer unless you ask for one. And we can't sit here and be like, you know, how come you're not on my side? Oh, I didn't know that you wanted me to be on your side. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's important, too, is that somebody to be like, just because you disagree with someone doesn't mean that they have everything they're saying is invalid. It's like to find out why are they saying this? Why do they feel this way? Oftentimes, it has nothing to do with the thing that you're talking about. You know, it's like I always say. Sometimes we fight in relationships. We're not fighting. We're fighting about how we fight. We're not even fighting about the thing we're fighting about. Right. You know, so when someone says you're stupid, don't call me stupid. Now you're fighting about that. You haven't even this thing. You, this thing you're saying that you think the person's stupid over. You're not even addressing that anymore. So this is what happens in like. He's like you know so how do you
0: cope when um because like a lot of times like you said like 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 you just mentioned a few moments ago you know me doing stand-up is like you know i just i'm setting myself up for feelings of powerlessness and um uh you know inadequacy and all those different things and there are times where i've especially being on the road in vegas where i've come back and called uh the 1-800 number uh for suicide and Really is not so much that I wanted to take my life, even though I had those feelings. That the feeling is so strong and overwhelming. However, what I, I, I? Would I? As soon as I make the phone call, I feel better, and yeah. it's just knowing that in a few moments, but this is just someone's like, going to hear me and listen to me and
1: validate me. But that's that's the same reason you know? why, like you know, it's similar to just okay. Two things I'm gonna talk about right now. One is working out. So. We don't want to work out. It, that, for some reason, it's that, oh, I got to get up. I got to get dressed. I got to do it. All those things that you don't feel good about doing it, but you always feel good when you to. finish working out. Yes. Okay? So then it's like it's just trying to remember that is the thing. So that uncomfortableness, that unease and anxiety you have, that the vulnerability you're about to feel, you are going to feel better on the other side. What people end up doing is they make – the reverse choice is taking drugs, making doing alcohol, overeating, gambling, whatever that thing is you do to try to make yourself feel better, mm-hmm. you also know you're not going to feel good about it. When it's all done, you're going to be like right. why did I do that? It's like it's weird how the thing that makes you feel good is harder to get to.
0: You you know why I realize we forget. I have a so one of my friends uh, t- recently, and All she's right. in her uh, 50s, uh, w- this week was telling me she has a headache, right? And she's like, I don't know why I have a headache, blah, blah, blah. And I go, is it that time of month for you again? And she's like, oh, that's why I have a headache. I'm like, you in your 50s and you still don't remember <laughs> that that a headache is a symptom of, you know what I'm saying? and she's like i know i should i should know this by now it happens all the time and a lot of us are walking a lot of us have forget our coping mechanisms we forget the things that truly make us feel good like the exercise or the food or the or even the people in our lives that make us feel good and so when we are feeling uh you know out of sorts we forget because now we're emotional and it's it's too late. I actually write down, I have a dry erase board, I write down the names of people I can call and who have said that I can uh, call because I'll forget. It's important yeah. to have. And I write down the things that make me feel good and I write down the, uh, the foods that make me feel good. I write down foods that don't make me feel good. I write down places, I write down conversations, words. I write down words that like trigger me because sometimes what do you mean like what kind of words like um like uh, so i was talking to this girl that i was dating uh she she was calling she she used she uh usually used the word idiot and it was just triggering for me and, and it, because i value uh and she wasn't using it towards me but I, I recognized that if i stayed in a relationship long enough at some point i'd be on the receiving end of that word and i was just like because i value education and knowledge and uh so much that like that's such i'd rather like like call me the n-word but don't call me dumb <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i value like i have nothing to do with my color but but my in but my in, my knowledge and my you know um Uh, As I'm struggling for words,
1: (laughs) no, no, I know, I I, I get it, but but that's what I value. But but then you have to find your way to your. But that's on you at that point
0: too. But but I know, I understand that's on me. I'm not, I wasn't mad at her. No, no, I know know that. But I'm just
1: saying, it's like you find, you find, like, oh God, like, why do I? But that's why you write it down, absolutely.
0: So let me ask you this: when you know, because you said you call people to when when you uh, need to be heard or understood, what do you do when? no one picks up. How do well, you cope been, then? What's but I've been thing?
1: coping forever. Anyway, though. Well, so what are those you know, things like? When you no, say, but I just I know I I I can like talk to myself in a way of like being like uh, okay, I I, I I let me evaluate this situation. Like I can get back in like take a moment and be like, all right, what can you tell?
0: Can you like? Well, like, like let's say if is, I'm really
1: like I say if I'm really upset about something or something mm-hmm. happened, I had a problem. Like I'm gonna I, I I after I've calmed down from my emotions, now I I'm sitting there and I, now I can analyze. Why I, I'm looking at it like oh this has happened that happened yeah let this go, I gotta just like you know,
0: but how do you calm down from the because that's the that's the hardest part is I because I've always
1: felt like I've had I've always felt like if I I have to I have to, like I just because it's like I can't what am I what am I gonna do so, you know it's like I've always had things in my life my my doc my therapist told me that I'm great at compartmentalizing, mm. so that's just what I do I just go okay. Because, like, I have to go to a show. Like, I have to go to a show. I just had this terrible thing happen, but I got to go to the show. I'm going to the show Mm -hmm. because I need that. So that's a part of my brain that I'm like, I'm in show mode, you know. And then it's like you get to the point where you're in, like, you know, helper mode. You know, then you're in a mode of, like, okay – it's time to like relax. What do I do to relax? You know, so sometimes it's like you go work out or you like for me I'll play some video games or I'll like and then and then and then you're
0: in the boxing too, right? Yeah.
1: And then what happens is like my brain just keeps going, my brain doesn't stop. So because I'm a comic, I'm always analyzing things. I'm always trying to break things down. Why are they funny? The same technique goes to why am I upset? You know? Because if I have to analyze why am I gonna make this joke about something that's horrible, funny, then I can also find out why this horrible thing is making me upset. It's just a skill I've just transferred over to, to that.
0: Now, have you, what's your relationship with your mom now? Like well, my, mom, my mom hasn't
1: been a source of comfort in years. because right. She's just, you know, she moved to Spain with mm-hmm. my stepdad. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate the fact that, you know, she was able to do this. Later in life, go do you. Don't worry about me. Go do you. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like I don't necessarily go to my mom for like, mom, I'm feeling this way. But actually, when I just went to go visit and I was going through this breakup with my girlfriend, my mom was surprisingly comforting, you know, and I realized I wasn't giving her a chance to comfort me anymore.
0: What does that mean?
1: What it means is like I was such in this mode of like my mom's always upset about things. And I've been at my whole life having to look out for her and take care of her. And I never gave her the opportunity in a while to be like, yo, mom, I'm feeling this way. And then she kicked in with mom mode. She was like, well, sometimes. And I was like, and I thought to myself, damn, I didn't give her the chance to be there for me. And that's what we don't do with our friends and family. You have to give people the chance to be there for you because it can come from anywhere. It doesn't have to be someone who's like, for you, it doesn't have to be a smart person all the time, right? Or someone you think is equal in intelligence or whatever. Like that's like arrogant stance to have.
0: Oh yeah, Dude, very we don't arrogant. even
1: realize it.
0: Yeah, it must be a doctor from from uh Harvard, yeah. Uh, the next the thing you know, you're talking London. to
1: some janitor by the elevator, <laughs> and this guy's like he gives you some little nugget that you're like, well damn.
0: Then they make it a movie. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's, you Samuel know, L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the Bagger Vance. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know what I mean. So I'm just saying, you know, you just have to like you have these moments in life. You know,
0: uh, Eric Griffin, man, I really appreciate you doing the podcast. Um, I, I usually put this at the beginning, but we got right into it. Um, remember, this podcast is not a substitute for getting help. Call the one eight hundred S U I C I D E number. Um, if you need someone to talk to, if you want to talk to someone. Or if, like Eric was mentioning earlier, if someone in your life is thinking about completing suicide or even having some mental health issues, you can still call that number. They're just not for suicide. They will, they will give you help the you tools give you and some help tools. you cope uh, uh, through that. And so it's going to be uh, the first phone call is the hardest phone call but once you make it the first time um uh you you will find yourself making it or well, hopefully you won't find yourself making it a million times but it'll be easier every time and we also do another thing on this podcast Eric where mm-hmm. we talk about uh three things we're grateful for you know mm-hmm. cuz sometimes we you know you, you it's so easy to remember the things that piss you off and and this and yeah, that. Those are the fun yeah, things. And, <laughs> yeah, and then you go, oh yeah, but I, but you forget about the person who patted you on the back and gave yeah. you a compliment. And uh, so I always go first, just as a uh, the three things I'm thankful for today are uh, my plane my plane landed safely here in Vegas. We kind of take that for granted because we travel so much. You just expect it to land safely. Yeah, why are you gonna put that in but, my head?
1: Now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I want to be. I'm super grateful for that. Uh, I'm super grateful for uh, Eric. You actually saved my life in a, in a way today because for some reason I was I was I could feel myself unraveling mentally, mm. and 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 I was actually thinking that I was like I'm I'm unraveling. I feel like I'm spiraling down, and and I and one of my signs was like I was snacking, like I, I was just like I wanted. I was just like wanting Boy, to snacking buy snacking is a everything. sign of unraveling, huh? Well well I mean I, I'm a <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing but, left over here, buddy. <laughs> so so then Eric Carl was like, Hey, let's grab lunch and I was like, Wow, this dude just saved my life. And um then a the third thing I'm grateful for so I got salmon and some vegetables. Uh and then a the third thing I'm grateful for uh is the, the wonderful view. I'm always thankful for panoramic oh uh, Windows, life simple pleasures, life huh? simple pleasures, man. Because this television has got. I'm gonna find a way to get rid of this TV in my <laughs> in my hotel room. Uh, any, so, what are you grateful for?
1: Well, just again, I guess doing this podcast and being aware of reminding myself to like be vulnerable and open up, talk to people. You know, it's okay. Everybody, there's value in all situations. You just have to. Know, you have to like be open to it. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, that my mom's still alive, you know, k- kicking, you know, even though she's, uh, cause I, even though we, I just had a tragedy in the family. I had my, my uh, family member just committed suicide. So, and I had to make that call to my mom and just, you know, hearing her trying to deal with it and, and the fact that she's like coming through it right now, I'm, I'm grateful for that, you know. And, uh, I, and that I'm in, still in a position, also, third, last thing is that I'm in a position to still, that I'm able to help my friends that are in need mm-hmm. without it putting me out you know, mm. and, and and finding a boundary where it's not too right, much. Right, because
0: definitely it feels good to help others. And we always talk about helping others and giving to others and, and volunteering. is just also knowing how to give to yourself, right? Yes. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself. Make the call if you need to. Um, and I will talk to you Monday because this will be up uh, Thursday. Adios.